0: Hello and welcome to every horror movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, review, discuss, and talk about every horror movie on Netflix. From A to Z, I'm Chris, back again with Patrick. Hello,
1: fresh th- out of my tubby.
0: And Steven. Hi. And once again, our very special guest, Allison with a Y. Hello. Back from, uh, We're all back from our little adventure at the horror convention, back to our regularly scheduled uh, excavations on the... <laughs>
1: Netflix catalog having finally come down from the hive interviewing fucking D motherfucking Wallace on the goddamn spot that was amazing I'm, I, I, my heart is still beating I can tell you were, you were just I'm glad exuding still beating. excited about that
2: glad
3: you're still alive you were glowing in those moments Chris
1: he was we have we have a few beautiful moments of him where he looks like he is with child mm-hmm. while talking with D Wallace
3: he was with D Wallace's child
1: he has he's not just glowing he has the glow
0: mm-hmm Mm, the little maternal glow it's contagious <laughs> so uh what the hell did we watch this week guys
2: we watched henry portrait of a serial killer
0: <laughs> <laughs> we did watch it. Well, Stephen and
2: i did and we also
1: a, watched it quite
0: recently it, that was a fascinating film that not, not on netflix though i don't think right no All so horrors.
1: we can't talk about it then <laughs>
0: So the movie we watched this week for the show... Wait, well, can we talk about Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer for a minute? Yeah, sure, but let me just say that this episode isn't about Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. No, it's, that
2: was a misdirect on my part. Uh, we watched Creep,
0: so yes. stay tuned for discussion of Creep. But yeah, let's talk about Henry, Patrick. Oh, I mean,
1: it's fresher in you guys' mine. What did you think? I mean... Uh, I've
2: seen it a couple of times, but it had been quite a while. I think, I think Chris put it best when he texted me. Great film! Exclamation point. I guess <laughs> I kind of feel the same way I, it's like like it wasn't there's nothing in it. I mean there's some shocking scenes in it, but it feels like a movie that I can't believe hadn't been made sooner than that, huh like I've spent so much time like reading about serial killers and mm-hmm. watching movies like this and like putting myself in their sh- or trying to put myself in their shoes and figure out like what their day to day life must look like, yeah, because I want to be one.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, i was i was shook by that movie i was shook afterwards shook or shaken i was shook Shook-in. i was shook okay. well it's an expression it's the kids use we,
0: we watched it on the joe bob briggs show yeah. and joe bob prefaced the movie really building it up as like oh this is an extremely mm-hmm. disturbing movie it was banned for years by the ratings boards and everything and i was bracing myself for something that was like
1: trying to be too edgy no, it's edgy. I mean, it's not even edgy. It's just disturbing in a much subtler way. It's a
0: it's a portrait of the banality of evil. Mm-hmm. It, um, yeah.
3: It feels it has an element where it feels really real, which I think is why I was expecting something maybe a little more disturbing. Because I'm also like Stephen, you know, I know a lot about serial killers and stuff like that. And so it just it didn't seem like something I hadn't at least heard about before you
1: know yeah it doesn't try to shock you through the like the depictions of violence or killings or gore but more through the the casualness with which Mm -hmm. um henry commits those acts yeah it just it was one of those things that really got under my skin and started to make me feel like a psychopath by the time i was done watching it it made me feel
2: like more i mean appropriately so it's a portrait of a serial killer it's like a perfect title for like what this movie is it's not like a traditional narrative Um, It's just sort of a glimpse into the life of this kind of warped mind. But it made Mm -hmm. me feel more like this could happen to me than something like Halloween. You know, like that first scene where Henry goes in to buy a pack of cools. I'll never forget that he likes cools. In his later, like, challenge, like, oh, what kind of cools do you want? Because he's just asking and he gets Um. it. And you know we we cut away and then we cut back and we see that he just like murdered the two clerks at the store yeah. like for seemingly no reason it makes you feel like wow this could really happen to me yeah. at any point any time this guy does not operate on a logical level that's that's chilling but in a way he's also an oddly sympathetic character too yeah
0: yeah the movie builds sympathy for him without i think condoning what he's doing Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this guy's kind of a product of a larger problem with society and draw your own conclusions Mm -hmm. right basically
3: which is really the most disturbing part because you're like this could happen to anybody any could anybody could become this under the right circumstances and that's the disturbing part about it
1: so i mean as a bit of perfect connective tissue between henry portrait of serial killer and talking about our latest every horror movie on netflix i also watched Extremely wicked, incredibly violent, mm-hmm. shockingly cruel, or whatever the oh, fuck the yeah. Zach Efron Ted Bundy movie is called too. this week. Which I guess isn't a Netflix original. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How was it? It was pretty good.
3: It wasn't what I expected it to be.
1: Yeah. But I liked it. Did it live up to the title?
3: Did it live up to the title? I mean, yeah Yes. So I was expecting more and I liked that it didn't do this in a sense, but I was expecting more of a recounting of the horrors that ted bundy had done where it was really more of a from the perspective of his longtime girlfriend mm. um, and her experience kind of witnessing the trial and mm. and the process and everything like that
1: it's interesting that it uses her perspective and the climax that it builds to kind of the final scene is pretty powerful and, mm-hmm. I, and I like the way that they end up treating sort of the reveal even though it's not really a reveal obviously because everybody know. knows that ted bundy <laughs> killed some fucking people and did some horrible shit to women um, but the way they build to the climactic scene is is cool and that scene is well done. Just the way it shifts perspectives in between is really awkward and the way it kind of makes Ted Bundy into a kind of a rock starish figure in a lot of scenes are very mm-hmm. strange. It's, Zach Efron is great though. Yeah. Props it, to him.
3: It's disturbing in that sense that, you know, it does kind of show him as a rock star, but it, it's also not untrue for the time because I mean he was in a lot of ways kind of the rock star serial killer at mm-hmm. the time. He had groupies coming to to his trial. There was there was no that's no exaggeration unfortunately and there are still women to this day who kind of worship him. Well, and yeah. idolize him.
1: Certainly that's all true, but I think you can still accomplish that and show that in the movie without like setting, you know, a scene of him like escaping from a mm. courthouse to you know whatever sort of like period era rock and roll song like look at this cool rebel rock and roll badass running away from the from the pigs you know so
3: that was interesting for me because it's like i have this moment where i'm forgetting who i'm watching and i'm like yeah fucking run and then i'm like oh god (laughs) oh no i don't want him to escape i don't want him to to leave and it to me it kind of like helps me understand also how people can Turn into these people who idolize serial killers and are obsessed with them in a very unhealthy way. Sounds like it plays
2: uh, nicely. I don't know if intentionally with you know that that Ted Bundy documentary that came out on Netflix recently, which I really want to see. This uh, yeah, good. I do too. I I haven't seen. I don't know a ton about him beyond the the headlines. But you know, you probably remember there were people on social media like talking about how Ted Bundy is daddy and stuff and how yeah. sexy oh. he was you know
3: gross
2: it, it's just interesting to know that like that was kind of going on at the time too in its own way mm-hmm. and maybe the movie is sort of playing on on that sort of fascination and i think that's what it was going for
3: yeah to was it help successful
2: us. in doing so do you think
3: i mean i'm not gonna deny that zach Efron is a charming motherfucker in that role
1: <laughs> yeah i mean God bless. I mean, who would have thought that the fucking star of high school musical <laughs> would go on to be like a pretty capable actor in his yeah. adult career?
0: Was it better than Bohemian Rhapsody? Yes. It was. M- yeah. Extremely. Would you tell it? Would you recommend that I check it out? No.
2: Okay. But yeah, this week we also watched Creep. Mm-hmm. 2015's 2014.
3: Creep.
2: 2014.
0: 2014's yep. Creep. Is that
3: what it is? 2014, yes.
0: 2014. Mumblecore found footage.
3: It is. Oh my Chris,
0: god! You've it's Chris, you finally not gotten Mumblecore. to see your first
1: Mumblecore movie.
0: So someone, someone who's not me, someone who's more hip, because I don't really understand it. Explain, explain the premise of Mumblecore, and or what the whole Duplass brothers thing is about.
2: It's like curb your enthusiasm, mm-hmm. where there's a rough outline of mm-hmm. of a plot but there's a lot of room for improvisation and in the plot itself is even kind of malleable mm-hmm. like from what i understand this movie uh didn't end the way that they originally intended it to.
1: really yeah. oh i didn't know that i was wondering about that how much of this was i don't know what the improv- intention was
2: but it it sounds like it was like written verbally like in a in conversation And they just kind of kept playing around with it and playing with their characters and delving deeper into it and filming alternate takes of everything until they like found their movie.
3: Hmm. Hmm. Um, Interesting.
0: Basic premise is there's a, there's a guy, a videographer who's paid a thousand dollars to go to some house, some cabin up in the woods. And, just make a day in the life documentary sort of of a man who says that he's been diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. He's gonna die. Mm-hmm. He has a his wife is pregnant. Gonna have the baby. Gonna have the babby, and <laughs> he wants to leave something behind so the little little fella can know his buddy. dad. Buddy, buddy can know his dad. Allison, we hear that you love this movie.
3: Okay, so
2: I don't know if anybody said
3: that. Let I, I I so yeah I saw it for the first time about 4 years ago and it was one of those rare Netflix finds that I was like this is actually really good and I had remembered it it gave me a lot of anxiety watching it which is usually typically a good sign in horror for me as if I'm like my chest feels like it's closing in on itself uh but and I had you know I had remembered it but when I was going to watch it again for for this podcast I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it I was like oh maybe I'm you know, remembering it more fondly than, than I did, but I watched it and I still really liked it.
0: Yeah. So I, I've never felt more ambivalent about a movie on this show before. There were parts of it that I really, really liked and parts of it. I didn't like at all. And I'm just, I'm really not sure how I feel about it. So I'm just, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm especially curious to know like what worked okay. for you in this yeah. and why you like this movie mm-hmm. in the way you
1: do.
3: I like to think I have a pretty strong argument for my purpose
1: perspective <laughs> 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 this was my second watch on it too actually i watched it at allison's recommendation a couple years ago didn't do anything for me the first time did a little more for me this time i will say but i guess we'll get into it i feel like we're, we've already hit like the view it cute or screw it right now I, th- I feel like we need to kind of break it down a little more first
0: right? oh yeah yeah we're, we're not I there i feel like i feel like we're making There's very just, broad
1: observations yeah i'm
0: right I, I, I trust you bro. i don't know I it's just, just, kind of a hard
1: movie to talk
2: about though
0: in a way there's not
1: a lot that happens there's It's no, an hour and 17 minutes which it's an hour thank and seventeen god minutes, yeah, uh, I mean, from my perspective yeah but, you can
0: say oh it was mercifully short but you know i'm like you know what It's it was brief it it did what it wanted to
1: do i would say it feels shorter than that actually gets you it, and it and actually goes by pretty quickly really
3: for the record it is a found footage film yes. yes. and that's yeah. that's really important to mention
1: yeah, yeah now because it's all told from the point of the dude who's video. He's a freelance
2: videographer. Mm-hmm. It's like, on some level, I was like, "Is this a horror movie about the gig economy?" No, huh. that wasn't like a, quite as much of a <laughs> no. thing in 2014. No,
1: or... this this Almost. movie doesn't have that much. It's no, funny. it doesn't. I wanted
2: it to. I mean, that's. <laughs> going to show my hand here but that's why i didn't one reason i didn't like it all that much i feel like there wasn't Mm -hmm. really much substance it felt like a a movie that was just interested in kind of like twisting the screw Mm -hmm. and seeing if you can guess like what's going to happen next like you you know you know from the outset that Mm -hmm. uh mark is it mark duplass or jay mark Mm -hmm. mark you know from the outset you can't trust this guy. I mean, that's one th- one thing that like threw me off immediately. It was like, his performance is so ridiculous. Uh, it's like clear that he's full of shit, at least to me, based on I his line know. delivery. I mean,
0: I feel like I've met some weirdos. and So have I.
2: And he kind of
0: felt trust like any of a him. character. He kind of felt like a believable character for a bit.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he, he gives a great performance. And I think mostly, especially, I mean, even that just that first scene when he introduced himself to jason J-
3: uh, J- J- the J- other guy no because his character's name mark Duplass's character's name is joseph joseph the other is aaron aaron okay aaron.
1: when he when joseph is introducing himself to aaron i was like this feels like one of those weird guys who's like a little too enthusiastic about everything and mm-hmm. seems like he's covering for something it felt like a real dude to me and i don't i don't know necessarily i mean because the marketing all tells you that obviously that mark duplass is the I've creep. never seen the I didn't know dude.
2: anything about this movie before the I t- I mean sure I even it if you creep.
1: just look at the picture on Netflix like it's him sitting in a bathtub with like the word creep scratched on the wall behind him like you can tell he's going to be the weird dude. So I don't know if I would have known that or not. You Here's know removed from the marketing around the film.
2: This is what it was for me and it was an interesting problem to have with a film. I've seen Mark Duplass in several other films. I could tell that he was improvising. In, in that scene it felt like he was like i felt like he was trying to be funny like he was trying to play an exaggerated character but like just reading the plot description or or again seeing the poster i was like oh well clearly he's telling lies and what took me out of the experience was like just seeing an actor improvise in front of the camera like it didn't feel. Hmm. I, I could tell that he was like kind of <laughs> that like he had like made up what he was going to say like the day of the take, and it just mm-hmm. felt like he was trying to be funny.
3: I didn't get that you didn't feeling. Get that? But I, for the record, I'm also an improviser, so I might be a little bit biased.
2: You might be a better improviser than
3: I, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't agree with that. Um, to me, I liked the improvise aspect because it made it feel very real. Because, because one of the things that I do like about improv is that it gives you the experience of it gives you the ability to experience emotion for the first time and it comes up organically. And a lot of things about that film for me felt very organic because like the emotions felt very like visceral um, and very real time and, and not forced, especially like as a, as, as the viewer, but also from, from them because they weren't scripted. They didn't have time to settle into that emotion. It just, it was there. And they had to figure out what to do with it. Maybe, like that, that. maybe that
2: was the problem for me. Like that, it did. Like maybe if, like it had been scripted, in like he, what Mark Duplass says in that first scene where we meet him, if that, if he, if that had been rehearsed a couple of times and he'd like really like settled into like, yes, this is actually who I am and why I have this guy here, it might have been more believable to me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it just felt so off the cuff that it just seemed like I'm watching an actor. Like has a vague idea of what he's about, but he's kind of riffing right now.
1: Mm-hmm. It well, just didn't hold, seem. Hold amazing. on, just a minute. Are, are we operating solely on conjecture here that this was unscripted? Do we know this? Yeah. Are I we mean, just assuming this? I feel like we've assumed this and are just operating you guys under that, would that assumption.
0: Research this. I didn't.
1: Come on. We still haven't even figured out how Netflix works after fucking according fifty-five to wiki- episodes. According to
2: Wikipedia. <laughs> according to the uh, the most trustworthy source on the
1: interwebs. <laughs> Wikipedia's gotten so trustworthy. I've been wondering about this lately. Like, do professors now... I feel like professors have to accept Wikipedia now, because it's so carefully, well, like, maintained and should,
0: peer-reviewed. They should accept it's the as reliable citations as anything.
1: from Wikipedia.
0: I mean, that's yeah. that's what you sh- people should use Wikipedia Wikipedia's sure. a good
2: gateway yeah. if you're doing research, sure. but it should not be... Yeah, it's peer-reviewed, but I mean... It's I the marijuana
1: be, of research.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, from what I understand, it was not in, exactly, like, entirely improvised, but it was very, like, it was all very loose. Okay. Okay. okay? All right. Let's operate under that as well.
0: You know, I don't know. I think you had some preconceived notions about uh, our Duplass dude and kind of carried some baggage in. I was, for the first time in a long time, on, on, for Netflix movie, I was very much immersed at the beginning of this movie. Mm. I don't know why. Even with the found footage thing, I was like, "Oh, I'm there. What's going to happen?" I have no idea what this movie's about. Here's a guy. He's kind of weird. He's probably going to be a serial killer. I was there. Now, I was disappointed. The first crack in the facade for me was like 15-20 minutes in in the infamous tubby time scene Uh. where I felt like everything. I was totally immersed and then they went into this thing that seemed a bit self-indulgent and too comedic and like a bad SNL skit
2: that's how I felt from the beginning Mm. but it's comforting to know that you did eventually have that same sensation watching this
0: yeah but that's not to say it didn't win me back I kind of went through these phases where I was like okay this scene's really aggravating me Actually, I'm really into this. There's a lot of good stuff in this movie. Mm. Um, And then it it just, I wish it had been a little more (laughs) tonally consistent. (laughs) (laughs) Or, um, you know, I don't know. I think it was tonally consistent. Like, if you have a, maybe it's just the fact of, like, if you have such a loose structure and you're improvising so much and you have, like, Two people in the movie, and like it, it, this movie feels like they actually shot it in a day, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, or a forty-eight hour film festival sort of situation. Sort of, yeah, it feels can like
1: it's a, it feels like it's a continuous take.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and but the director is the the lead, the lead
3: actor Aaron. who's not
0: Mark J. Mark, yeah,
3: who's not Mark. D-plus. Yeah, Patrick Bryce is the director slash lead, uh, so, Aaron. So I'm wondering, and maybe. Uh, I'm wondering if the director should
0: also be the lead, also be the writer, also be like, it seems like that might be too much control over a project that's this improvised.
1: As someone who has done that in previous projects, I can say absolutely not. You shouldn't do that. I regret doing that. And I feel like this guy shouldn't have done it. I'm not impressed with his performance.
0: Like I, I, thinking about Curb Your Enthusiasm, that's that's very improvised. But I don't know if like Larry David has ever actually directed an episode of sure. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like I feel like no. you need a referee to be like, okay, the Tubby Time scene may have been fun to shoot,
1: it breaks the movie, dude. You know what? I like the Tubby Time scene. <laughs> I like how long it goes on, how weird it is, and we should explain this. So I mean, uh, Joe jo- Jordan, Jason Joseph. Uh, gets in the bathtub. This is the first thing he does after he, like, explains the premise of what he wants Aaron to do. He goes upstairs, strips down, gets in the bathtub, and pretends he, like, mimes giving his young son a bath and, like, talks to his son, but he's talking to the camera because he's theoretically talking to his son when his son is older or whenever, watching this tape. And he's, like, giving his son a bath and pretending to, like, squeeze water over his, like, head and, like, kissing his toes. And it is a Weird and deranged and memorable and funny scene. I I like it.
3: I also liked it. I mean, it was it I, I think it's enough of a clue early on that there's something not quite right with this guy, but you can't exactly place it because his intentions seem good and you're just like, he's just he's just a weird dude. Let's that's not that, that's not a deal-breaker. That's not a reason to to leave and stop this. He's just a weird guy. And that actually, that that idea plays into a lot of why this movie worked for me because I feel like it fed into a lot of my personal anxieties about uh, how to deal with weird people that make you uneasy mm-hmm. and give you a feeling of, I, I should uh, leave this situation right now, but I don't know if that's all in my head or if I'm really... Potentially in danger, and you kind of convince yourself of both sides. You're like, no, it's fine, it's fine. No, no, this is a bad situation. No, I'm just being crazy right now. And that movie really played into that part of my my thinking, and I could empathize with the videographer Aaron because um, I could hear in his voice those moments where he's just like, I'm weirded out, and I should maybe go, but if I go, then. I'm being judgmental and not being very nice. So I need to stay and see this through.
2: Well, I feel like it's really just about the money for him. Well, well,
1: I mean, I, th- this is one thing where I, I, I will also give the movie some credit because it's not necessarily about the money. It's about the fact that he's already given him the money.
2: Is That's that right? Okay. It's, I it's an interesting,
1: in it's, and it's an interesting thing. That's an interesting, just kind of social contract to think about that. They play on there is upfront, front. Joseph hands him a wad of cash and Aaron's like oh no 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 like you don't have to do that oh, Aaron yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. even want the money in that moment mm-hmm. but then he's given it and so it's like okay I've taken it already and so I'm violating some agreement between us if I leave I do I do like the way that sets up kind of an interesting tension there where Aaron feels obligated to stay there because he's already taken the payment for this
2: well I guess what what I want to get to is that like I, I had very little I had actually almost no sympathy for our supposed protagonist mm. because again it's it's a weird social contract but like for him it seems to be about the money and he's not asking like obvious questions that are even seeming to wonder about obvious things that would be that that would like tip me off immediately like this is more than like the usual weird Craigslist encounter. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if it was just about the money. The guy comes up he has a very sympathetic story, mm-hmm. you know, and he he seems like a well a good-spirited
2: person and except just, that he's constantly trying to like give him jump scares yeah, the he's, kind of weird. We he's
0: of- weird but it's like allison was just saying it's like you walk the line oh you know am i overreacting is this guy you know i thought when he wasn't being a creep he was actually very likable he was
3: very charming joseph one of the things that makes mark duplis's acting works so well for me is that with joseph he makes him at moments just really like a really likable guy Uh, For for me, it's just like this is somebody that I could meet who is just like, yeah, I'm just kind of like, you know, one of those free spirited people. And, oh, my God, I just I love everybody that I meet. I've met so many people like that. But then he has these moments where he just turns and it's just it's just like these little ways where it's just like there's something not right there. But then he goes right back to being charming and likable. And it's it's really unsettling for me and really Like, that gets under my skin because I feel like, you know, even though I I pretty much, you know, went into this movie even the first time, knowing what was going to happen, I'm still like, okay, like, I want to like this person because I think it is on our human nature to want to like and to want to trust people, especially those who we spend so much time with, you know, up close and personal. I wanted to like him. I also wanted him to like me yeah. <laughs>
0: like, through the screen. And How interesting. And he, he takes you to that line where it's like, it's almost too much. It's almost too far. It's almost the point where you'd be like, all right, fuck you, dude. Yeah. but and he pulls he, it he, back. He pulls it back. And I thought that was very interesting. Sp- and, you know, there was a scene when early on when they're walking in the woods. And I was like, this is a great scene. And this might be a great movie where he's talking about he's like when you saw the axe in my yard did you think for a minute that i was gonna (laughs) kill you or something we're gonna kill you with it and it's like he's playing it off as a joke but it's like i feel like i've known people like that Mm -hmm. like kids in high school who would like Mm -hmm. just say something vaguely fucked up alluding to like a horrible crime and you just didn't know and they were seemed to get be getting off on being bad enough to bring it up and then it's like oh it's just a joke and it's like unsettling creepy stuff and i wish the movie had had more confidence in that mm. kind of element and had just kind of given me the slow boil of just playing with this guy and then building to some shocking conclusion but it kind of just didn't do that
2: <laughs> i think yeah, it would I mean, work oh sorry go ahead patrick
1: i was just gonna say i i'll say this with the caveat that i haven't really seen the movies mark duplass is famous for i haven't seen the puffy chair i haven't seen i don't know what else is he famous for
2: i don't know i've seen the puffy chair i don't sorry. know I,
1: I haven't seen really many movies that he's directed i mostly seen him in supporting roles in sort of bigger movies and I generally don't like him that much. He doesn't make mm. a great impression on me. But I did, I did like him, and I do like his performance in this movie. That's probably the the strongest part of this movie for me, and yes. the thing I can I can speak most positively about.
2: Yes. Can we talk about the diner scene? Yes. Okay. So we know very little about our protagonist. Um, what the fuck's yes. his name again? Aaron. 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 <laughs> and there's a, there's a scene where uh, they, he goes to a diner with with Joseph. And Joseph manages to get a very revealing detail out of him at the drop of a hat. Like, after you've just, like, it it should be clear at this point that Aaron's, like, a little bit skeptical of this guy, having spent enough time with him. Like, not thinking he's, like, a fucking psychopath or something, but, like... This guy, he's yeah. he's weird. He's like kind of charming, but he also kind of freaks me out. You don't think I so? believed it? You're shaking it. I your believed head? It. You believe that he would just immediately at the drop of a hat reveal the most yeah. embarrassing detail of his entire life to this person? No, oh, it
1: was his first embarrassing memory, and to me, it didn't strike me as that embarrassing. To me, that's like that's the token shit I hand out to people. I'm like, oh yeah, haha, I used to yeah. wet myself when I was a kid. I that's, mean, yeah. that's not that's I was not the, the big. That's not the top uh, top. Uh, I don't know, I don't know what the expression is. I'm top banana. I was surprised That's, not
3: that, um, <laughs> That's not an expression. I was surprised
0: that Joseph didn't p- hit back and demand something more personal.
2: Yeah. But,
0: I, yeah, I, I don't it know. Did, just the it way, the the way it was delivered to me much. and the
2: fact that, like, there was no, that he was just so readily willing to offer that to somebody that, like, I would not trust. To, like I would have just like made something stupid up just to get through the conversation at that. Point.
1: Maybe he did. But but I maybe he wanted
3: was. to be his friend. Well, I, we can
2: did. we can talk about the the end of the movie and wasn't making it up.
3: I think the interesting thing about this movie and the you reason why okay. it is it works for some people as found footage, but it, I think undeniably the found footage puts you in the role of Aaron as the viewer, and so we read a lot of ourselves into this movie and how we would react. And for someone like Chris and I, we probably want, we would be those people who would want to give someone like Joseph a chance and want to connect with him, whereas Patrick and Stephen would be more skeptical and be more held back.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, you know, Allison, when you and I were talking about it the other day, I was saying, I guess in a way that's, I still don't think, what's his name, Patrick Bryce's performance is very good. And I think you could have had a better actor in that role and maybe... And I think this would have worked better if it wasn't fucking found footage and you could still have him videoing, but have an actual camera, an actual shot set up but that's and it would be a more effective have. movie. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about what would make a more effective movie and what would also allow you to see more of uh, mm. Patrick Bryce or whatever actor plays that role, what their performance. But it does, it does, it, it, when I'm making my most charitable interpretation of that artistic choice, I think it forces you into this... F- first person shooter kind of thing where you are the person holding the camera and so you're forced to empathize with that situation a little more. It didn't work that well for me. And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm the sort of person who will give people a chance, I think. But, you know, when it gets to the point of them inviting you up for fucking whiskey and just there's been a weird vibe all day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, you would I, accept
0: the whiskey. No. I would not. not I actually would Have you not ever turned down that whiskey?
3: Point. I wouldn't. That that part gave me the absolute i was so stressed out i was like i knew what was going on, but i'm like get out of there but i mean if and i'm in a diner with that out.
1: i was just like
2: that, that's what that actually is the scene where the movie completely lost me and i stopped
1: caring if i'm in the oh, diner with like, that person though and we've been you know kind of talking and maybe learning a little bit about each other all day i'll play you know yeah, yeah, yeah we we're we learning he took I'll share an embarrassing moment while i
2: was trying to get into his
1: house sure i'll hang out with him later I think I probably still would, actually, even in that moment. I'd still be like, wow, you came clean about this. This is kind of a weird thing. And I still, again, I don't think the bedwetting thing is a top-shelf like embarrassing memory. I would go for something... But
2: how do we know? Because we have nothing to contextualize it with. From the performance
1: and from the fact that it's a childhood thing. I would not share something embarrassing. I would share but i but i think the way he performs it it's not something that's super effective
0: he, he asked him for something he uh, what he's most ashamed of no yes. one's fucking most ashamed of a, something that happened on the playground when they were six you know it's or, like
3: or wasn't it like the first moment you experienced shame i think
0: that's what it was
3: that yeah. and that was particular what aaron was he's like that was the first moment i experienced i shame. think yes. that was the
0: question that is how he answered
3: but, it, but that's how he answered right. it yeah
1: I think the question is Have you ever done something you are really ashamed of? Yes. I don't think it's top shelf. Like, what's the most, the thing you've most been ashamed of?
2: That yeah. Done? I don't know enough about him to know that he's not a guy who has never done anything else. Like, that's all I know about him is that he used to have to wear like a monitor thing that beeped when he yeah. wet himself. Like, I don't know anything else about this person. I don't know if he's got a, does he have a girlfriend? Like, how far away is he? How I far did he you know. drive why, to see this guy? Why like, do you really want to know that much about him? Why I want to know is because I want to know why I should care that he's in this hmm. precarious situation, yes, yeah. and I, why I, he's I, making these very suspect choices.
1: And honestly, I would like to know even more about Joseph by the time things are over. Like, oh, and, and I, I never really know that I much know about Joseph. One
2: thing about Joseph, and it's the thing he does in the last scene. And I will say no more yeah. for now. But like anything else, I have. I have no clue like what the truth is about this person.
3: But this is another interesting part of this movie is it really shows you. So for context, I am an audience member who is absolutely, for the most part, engaged with what I'm watching, whether I'm watching something live or on the screen. I am in it. I feel everything that's happening if it's engaging enough and to me i experienced extreme empathy while watching this and so i didn't necessarily need to know the details of aaron but he was a real enough person he was he was on that screen he was behind that camera he was on that screen he was there he was present he mattered and in this in this capacity of this found footage and in the way found footage works it's like it would be cheesy in the context of a found footage movie for us to know too much about him because the footage that he was taking wasn't supposed to be about him that's true that's absolutely Um, so in that way it stayed consistent and even how the camera would move and his body language sometimes you could feel that was enough to make him feel real enough for me to care about him because i Mm -hmm. am a highly empathetic viewer yeah. in general i think that we makes need... sense i admire that actually let me
0: let me add a, a gamer's perspective to this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because i was i had some hang-ups with the whole found footage format but i think really um our man aaron is is what you would call you know just an audience or a player surrogate character where he's not really important what's important is that it's us kind of seeing these things mm. through sure his it's a lens. first person shooter he's it's just a kind of a person shooter yeah. there are many video games where there's a silent protagonist that you're just supposed to project your own personality onto, or
1: a, or a first person shooty i guess in this case yeah
0: <laughs> and and so and then the, the first person found footage perspective is particularly effective in some of the spooky scenes where, you know, you don't have the benefit of having his peripheral, having peripheral vision of this, this scenario and someone could pop up in your face at any moment. But the big problem with the found footage is that it was not motivated In the context of the story, really. Like, Mm. we can all... uh, There's a lot of found footage movies where you say, well, why don't you put down the fucking camera, you know? (laughs) When when the zombies are coming out of the walls, (laughs) right? But we can forgive that. But I really didn't understand the motivation for a lot of the stuff that he was shooting, especially... You know, later
1: on in the movie, yeah. It's, other than the stuff where Joseph is explicitly paying him to shoot their day, right. it's like, why are you still like shooting yourself, like so doing the, a movie. you know, <laughs> unwrapping this thing and turning your the camera back on your face? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, have, so we, we work, have a movie, which brings me back to, to letting the camera run while you're drugging somebody, which y- he does. Yeah, <laughs> which brings me back to you know it would work a lot better if it was a traditionally shot movie. You can still have the same element where he's filming the day, but you don't have to have it all in found footage. So yeah. why make it a found footage movie? Budget reasons.
0: As far as I can tell, the only reason this movie is found footage is, is because it's a no-budget movie, and when you do found footage, you can make a no-budget movie look indistinguishable from a like actual major release movie, as long as it's found footage. I would prefer to just see the shitty traditionally shot movie i mean you yeah. use the same budget but put the camera on a fucking tripod make it like you know a movie like some high schoolers would make some, some college kids would make it'd be fine
1: mm-hmm. i don't know something, allison is shaking her head and looking something disgusted. about it just
2: felt too much to me like these are two actors like friends who know each other who are just kind of feeling this out yeah it, it never really felt like there were any stakes for me though i i my curiosity did propel me through the film because I was like, what is Joseph's deal? What's like, his deal? I, I wanted to know. I'm like, clearly they came up with something great if they're gonna lead me through this journey and make a whole movie about this. Like, there's gotta be some shocking truth in here. Somewhere. I was ready no. for some Baskin level shit. Baskin level. <laughs> was, oh, you wanted Mehmet to come out. I, like
0: wanted to the, I wanted them to go Doug down in the I wanted them to go down to the I mean. basement. <laughs> and I wanted this guy to be up to some fucked up stuff in the basement of his little cabin in the woods i was actually this is
1: we need to have a recurring segment where you write the movie that we want to see because right now you're writing the creep that i want to see
2: mike and i were my friend mike and i were talking about having a podcast called a better movie where we like watch a bad movie and we just like do a pitch meeting and try and like rewrite it (laughs) yeah anyway no i see i was worried it was gonna go there i was like if it's another movie where he like mutilates bodies or whatever like Unless it goes to the supernatural, I'm not interested. Because I've seen
1: that before. Actually, yeah, I I guess I don't want to see that.
2: I wanted it to be... Oh, God, if I even tell you what movie I thought it was trying to be, it would be too much before the spoiler room.
1: Can we talk about Peach Fuzz? We haven't talked about Peach oh, Fuzz. Oh, Peach That's Fuzz. That's definitely free spoiler room. Sure, let's talk about Peach Dear Fuzz. Dear darling Peach Fuzz. There's a horrifying wolf mask in the closet.
2: Was it custom made for the movie? Does anybody know? I don't think they had that. I don't think
3: know. they, don't sure they had know. the budget <laughs> for that. That would be some budget. That was that, just that, a ask, Halloween that, store it's, it's wolf a,
2: mask. It's a. It's a, okay. Granted, Blumhouse movies are fairly low budget. I don't think it costs very much money to have like Tom Savini make you a mask.
0: Someone had that mask laying around. That mask cost at least like thirty dollars. Not, not, that not did a not nice look mask. Like,
2: like. I've never seen. Did I, you just say that cost at least
0: thirty yeah. dollars? Talking <laughs> about Peach Fuzz,
2: I'm going to look this up. Was Peach <laughs> Fuzz custom made? <laughs> okay, Google. Well, in the
0: movie Creep, was did they pay money for the prop of the Peach Fuzz mask?
3: So, so Peach Fuzz is a mask that is uh, that Joseph has that he claims that his father made, and he would put it on and he would sing a weird song.
1: Which you can tell Jay Duplass probably made up a different song every time he go oh, a take at this scene.
3: Absolutely. That was completely improvised. Mark yeah, not Jay. Oh yeah,
1: not Jay Duplass.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but it's unnerving and it's unsettling and you're like, eh, yeah. that shit's gonna play in later.
1: Yeah. Because later in the movie, he oh yeah, in the diner scene, right? He reveals... No, it's when that, they're at the home
3: eat, uh, drinking whiskey.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we should set that up briefly. So after their day together, Mark, two plus,
3: mm-hmm. not Jay, Joseph,
1: Joseph mm-hmm. invites Aaron upstairs to his place to have a to have a little nightcap before and, they wrap up the night. Yeah,
3: and for the record, uh, Aaron really tries to leave. Uh, you can tell that he is pretty weirded out by his experience, uh, but Joseph. You know, it's just like, come on, just have some whiskey, you know, Uh, and and really tries to basically disarm him pretty much without so much as saying make Aaron feel a little crazy for the fact that he is uncomfortable and wants to leave right then.
0: Yeah. And uh, there's some fascinating drama where Aaron can't find his car keys. Best scene with missing car keys I've seen in a horror movie to date.
1: Oh, I thought effective. that was going to be a typical Chris Slatt comparison where it was going to be, like, since some yeah, other too. movie that is a yeah, funny But are comparison. there
2: other missing car keys scenes in movies that you can, that you can recall right of. now? From from Blumhouse?
1: Yes. <laughs> Even <laughs> just if we narrow it down to Blumhouse. All right. <laughs> oh, isn't that, isn't there a missing car? Yeah, missing car keys in Get Out? Yeah. Isn't there? Yeah. That's what I was saying. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. you, that's you, a better missing
3: car picking keys. Picking up what scene I put car. down. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. You can't compete. Yeah, Jeez. That's what I said.
1: Anyway, anyways, he tells a story about how man. It's a weird fucking story. I still don't I, even fully understand this so story. The the bro- story the history short, on his internet browser was full. That's how this story starts. Some
0: bullshit. His internet his, wasn't it, working. He went into the history. He found out his wife was in a bestiality. He put on the werewolf mask. And he came in her. and raped her in the middle of the night, and she kind of liked it. And he was like, "Oh, what do I? What, what do I?" And do then they never this? spoke of it they again. Never spoke of it again.
3: Yeah. And Wish, so
0: it that makes you so Be- beautiful day in America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then Aaron's like, "I gotta go," yeah. and his car keys aren't there. So Then he drugs. Yeah, it, all, it all starts. Well,
3: he so so when Aaron realizes that he's not going to get his keys back anytime soon, he's like, "Yeah, you know what? Let's have let's have some more whiskey." So turns out Aaron puts Benadryl into joseph's whiskey
1: which i guess is actually fine in the end but in the moment when he's doing it i'm like what does he just have in the pocket of his coat that he can like knock a person out by dropping it in a drink
2: really gonna knock somebody oh my god
3: i used to take benadryl when i was in middle school because i have really bad allergies and i can't take it anymore because i would be out for three hours every time i I took it give
0: that to a baby take it i've never had that experience with. i have 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 used it to
1: sleep back in the day a little bit is it does it exist in liquid form though Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just pills. There's
3: liquid gel. So mm.
0: this is the part of the movie where I was like, all right, I'm ready. I want Aaron to be the creep,
3: mm. get, which
0: would have been great.
2: Oh, they, I didn't get any whiff of that I, at all. I was
0: like, you know what? Maybe we are watching the video footage of a madman right now. And maybe this better guy movie. who, pre- loved who presents, liked that twist. who's a little bit off, is actually totally... Fine, he's just a little off, and now we're going to watch really Aaron do some fucked up things. Maybe because he's paranoid that this guy is, uh, uh, maybe you have a little goodnight mommy situation, where he's he's so paranoid that this guy's a creep, that he becomes the creep. Would have been fascinating.
2: Mm. Mm. Not what we get but that's at not all. what all.
0: <laughs> not what we get at all. No. And I don't know how much else we can talk about what we get before we go down those creaky old stairs. To the spoiler room.
1: Hey, why don't guys? Why don't we go have a whiskey in the spoiler room? That would be great. Double whiskey. I'll pour my Oh, I didn't even have own, to talk thanks. Steven into it.
2: Double whiskey, coke, no ice. <laughs> Sh-
0: Shia LaBeouf's already down there with a double whiskey. Oh. What could go wrong? Wait, why Shia LaBeouf?
3: Actual serial Just killer. Shia LaBeouf? Shia
0: LaBeouf, double whiskey, and watch the video. That's all I can say. Can you explain it to me? No. Us? <laughs> Do you guys know what
2: he's talking about? I, no, I have no, no idea. I'll explain no it to idea. you later.
0: All right. So, before we do that, you know what time it is. Oh, right. Allison, our special guest, creep the movie. Would you view it, cue
3: it, or screw it? Oh, gee. I wonder what I'm going to say. I I give it a view it. I This movie really worked for me. It played into so many of my anxieties and fears, and, and I deeply empathized with what was going on. I mean... I was watching it and even though I the second time around I already knew everything that was gonna happen, my chest still felt like it was caving in on itself. It was just like really stressful for me. And I like that, so I give it a view it. Actually, before we
0: keep going on with ratings, that reminds me, you know. I think this movie does I don't want to be too woke here but you really responded to this movie. We also have a, a <laughs> we also have a fan who's a woman who messaged us and said that she's a huge fan of this movie and I think this movie kind of plays on some anxieties that might be more specific to women than they I, are. To I would men. agree with that. I thought that. about that a lot watching this like
3: I would agree with that.
0: So, yeah. I mean, I'm like me, I I'm like, you know, macho man that I am, I'm thinking <laughs> Mark Duplass doesn't look like sh- shit. Like, this guy's got fucking 70 pounds on Mark Duplass. Just beat the shit out of him. What? Mark solved. looked like
1: he was in way better shape than the other dude. Yeah, He's like, he was, like, yeah, he was, was big, fucking though. like... He was? He's
2: flabby as fuck. We He's
3: know, not that talk. flabby. He's well what i'm trying Wait, to say who? is
0: he didn't seem physically intimidating or anything like mm-hmm. that but like yeah you know i think the like you're saying you know this has come up in like the whole me too conversation and everything like that too this whole like self-doubting like oh mm-hmm. is this guy really a creep or is he a good guy am i overreacting all yep. this kind of stuff that plays out in the movie that's something that i personally don't have as much experience with as a lot of women do um mm-hmm. and then especially you know when a movie kind of goes into a stalker route that's something that's that's more
3: yeah yeah i agree as somebody who when i when i was pretty young i had a stalker and and i didn't know if it was just i was overreacting or if they were really creepy oh that's so scary like Mm -hmm. and it it never turned into anything serious but i did i did have a stalker so it it does play into some of of my fears and that self-doubt and that should i be nice but you know what fuck politeness (laughs) Don't be polite. Be safe. Get the fuck out of situations that make you feel weird, which is as an adult is more of the mindset that I have. Um, but it's still, yeah, it's it's easy to to be in those situations and to have people convince you that you're crazy for feeling uneasy. So.
1: Patrick, would you cue it, view it, or screw it? Oh, I wasn't ready. This is not, go in order, pick <laughs> Stephen.
2: Stephen, <laughs> Steven. Screw but you- it. I really didn't care for this movie. And I'm glad this came up because this is something I wrote down in my notes and thought about a lot. Like, I think this would have been, even with like the quote unquote script as is, if it had been like a woman in the role of the videographer, I think it would have worked better for me. I didn't really feel all that much tension between these two characters. I was just like, okay, like. If, if I'm sensing this is weird, I don't know why our protagonist doesn't. like. Why doesn't he just get the fuck out? He's already got his money. He can go. Maybe he'll feel a little bit guilty about short drifting this guy, but uh, I don't know. It, it just it didn't work for me. I'm not a fan of found footage movies in general, not necessarily as a rule, but I can think of a few that have worked for me, but this felt very much... I In fact, I wrote... I I wrote the word bro a lot in my notes. This felt like two fucking like man children bros hanging out making a movie on the weekend. Yeah, and that I, that makes me uncomfortable. It seems lazy. Not a terrible premise, I guess, but I don't think there's enough meat on these bones for it to be worthwhile as it is. So screw it.
0: Personally, I could make an argument, like I said, I'm very ambivalent. I feel like I could make an argument for a view it, an argument for a cue it, or an argument for a screw it. I thought there was a lot of stuff in this movie that worked, a lot of stuff that was almost genius. Let me say, let me put it this way. There was a lot of genius in this movie that I wish had been sustained Mm. for longer. There were flashes of things that were really Mm. interesting to me, and then it would go in another direction before I was ready for it, too. At the end of the day, though, I'm going to give it a screw it. Just kind of following uh, Steve's rule, which is like, if I could go back in time and tell myself whether or not I should watch this movie, I'd probably say don't even put it in your queue because you, life is short. So I'll, I'll say screw it. But very I'm, soft, I'm
2: honestly surprised. Very right. soft
0: screw it. I mean, I could have given it a view it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: ultimately, your rating is arbitrary. I'll yeah. ask you. I'll ask you what you think tomorrow. Yeah. Patrick,
1: moment of truth. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I've had a hard time with this uh, since I watched it two or three years ago because Allison recommended recommended it to me, and I love Allison. And generally, I love the things that Allison recommends to me.
3: That's <laughs> a terrible way to go about life.
1: <laughs> Which part? <laughs> love, love Loving you? you. <laughs> Leave to that. interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it just it felt so dull to me. It just like... Whoosh, right over my head the first time i went and not over my head but just like in one ear out the other the first time i watched it and it was only it stuck only slightly more the second time and mostly just i found it funny the second time which i don't think is unintentional i think there's a lot of stuff in here that's meant They're to be fine
2: to be funny through a lot of this movie
1: for yeah. sure yeah and i mean it's not that it's a total like wasteland it's not that there's nothing there there are definitely some things that work mark duplis's performance is effective and I think there are overall elements of the premise that are certainly potent, but I think mostly where it succeeds, it almost succeeds by accident and not by intention. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I think there are better ways to do this movie and, and, the, and the good parts of it don't outweigh the parts that are just meh for me. So I don't know, I, I, I got to go screw it. It's just not one of those things that I wow. can like, recommend. Wow. wow. wow
3: wow i'm surprised everyone
1: was so surprised by that wow yeah. there
3: is some shit you guys watch that you've given q i am shocked <laughs> and shook
1: <laughs> but it's because mo- like sometimes i can watch a movie that i think is bad but it's still interesting and i just i don't find this movie interesting it's, it's like a- not very okay not completely uninteresting but not very interesting
0: for me, it's like you can watch a shitty movie like Avalanche Sharks or whatever and and, and meet it on its level. And this is a movie that just... I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, it's yes, like...
1: exactly. Avalanche Sharks is, make no mistake, a bad movie. Yeah. Like in the in these Oh, movies, you don't say. And these ratings <laughs> and these ratings are not and, and this is why I like our scale. This is why I like the scale that Stephen concocted in a beer garden two summers ago just off the top of his head. You just like shit out this rating scale and it's my finest moment but it's a great rating scale really because it doesn't require you to say if the movie is good or bad it's just like should you absolutely watch it should you think about watching (laughs) it or should you just not watch it you know Mm -hmm. um and there are plenty of movies i've watched for this thing where it's like yeah that's bad but fuck it was entertaining like absolutely Mm -hmm. if you're bored some night throw on avalanche sharks like it's it's something like Mm -hmm. you will remember Mm -hmm. watching it you know and this i In one ear out the other. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Other than the other than the final moment, which has stuck with me, which we'll talk about in the spoiler room, where we're about to go,
0: it's just
3: quite frustrating that I almost love this movie, Mm. and so you're almost angry because it's like there was so much potential there for you that you're like you didn't live up. To what I wanted you to be, so screw you. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's (laughs) like your
0: your your kid cheated on the SAT. Whereas,
3: like if it had like started off like kind of disappointing, and it was just like it sustained that, you'd have been like, ah, maybe it's a cue it.
0: Yeah, I just wish I could have given these guys a pep talk and been like, hey guys, have confidence in this this direction (laughs) that you're flirting with.
3: I won't deny that it definitely has potential to be a better movie and better scripted and better thought out. And I wouldn't hate seeing this movie revisited and redone and see how what they could do with it being you know not found footage it's not without it it's faults, um and i'll i'll be completely honest about that but you know for me a lot of how my i feel about it is just from how it the the visceral reactions that it gave me and for me horror is about the visceral reactions that it gives me
1: I mean, it was fascinating watching it with you when Joseph was inviting him upstairs for the whiskey. And, and actually Mm-mm. what I would argue is maybe one of the best shots in the movie. Like that's a visually striking shot when Aaron is looking up at Jason from the bottom of the steps. Joseph is totally in silhouette. It's an effective shot. And Allison was just like, no, uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh, uh-uh.
2: And I was
1: like, wow. I, I I sort of wished I was having the same experience you were having later oh, in that God. moment.
3: That it just it, I mean just now like remembering that moment like my chest is like which is oh.
1: which is also interesting because like that's not really the moment where shit goes down like no. it takes a while after that. But that
3: I mean that's also like that's a moment where you recognize that Aaron has a choice. He's done his job. He can get the fuck out of town. I'm just like you can go now and everything will be fine. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: well, which is the that, same uh, warning i would issue to the rest of us right now as we head yeah, down to the spoiler yeah, room come on down these
0: stairs guys i got some whiskey for
1: you we can go right now no, it'll be okay we're going there
0: all right so that's our uh, take on creep go check it out if you want to decide uh, for yourself or follow us down in the spoiler room have some whiskey with us and we're gonna spoil everything stick around welcome back we're down here in the spoiler room talking about creep um guess what guys um turns out mark duplass doesn't actually have a wife doesn't actually have a, a little cancer baby um Jesus. what he doesn't have a baby that he's trying to leave a message for it's all bullshit. a canker
2: baby he's just a oh.
0: he's just a psycho his motivations are never really explained. No, which is he goes on and to to stalk our friend Aaron, who who escapes. He escapes the um the house after mm-hmm. a little uh, spooky,
1: some spooky situations. The woman he said was his wife is actually his sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, a woman calls, identifying herself by the name that he said his wife's name was, and it turns out, yeah. It's-
2: Right, and she says, like, he's not yeah. alright, you need to get out of yeah. there. She's like, you need to leave no right shit. now,
0: just leave, walk away, give me the address of where you are, and just walk away. Which Wait, okay, you so You fucking do it when you get that call. I
2: have a question about this, because I, I actually wanted to watch this again, even though I didn't like it, to give it another chance, and just didn't have time, I was moving this week. So I read the Wikipedia summary, and it says that he pulled his own phone out of Mark... Duplass's I think they pocket. got that wrong. They, the they, no, they got that wrong. They yeah. confused me. I was like, wait, did I miss <laughs> something? How Wikipedia the fuck did is you
0: have the far? <laughs> Fucking yeah. Joseph added Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> also, a memorably weird scene, which I did not remember from the first time I saw it, is Mark Duplass just like laying asleep oh, after God. Joseph has drugged Jesus. him. Or no, God damn it, After Aaron, Aaron has drugged Joseph, and joseph is like laying there he's like peach fuzz he's like sticking his hand down his pants and like jerking off while he's half asleep like talking yeah. about peach fuzz like, not something Very this
0: weird. movie needed really at that moment it was shocking yeah,
1: i liked it it's memorable <laughs> i'm glad it's
3: there <laughs> it's
2: memorable.
0: Yeah, i don't know him, I mean, this uh, is a jerking pretty, off
3: huh? to a to a wolf mouse i liked it it was
2: pretty good well i mean we're <laughs> meant to assume that he's like jerking off thinking about
1: raping his wife in that moment i think right but that's not something wife. that happened like that's Cons- that's ostensibly he completely made all that. shit We don't up.
2: know that at this point in the movie, though.
1: But we know he doesn't have yeah. a wife.
2: Not necessarily. I mean, maybe he does, we but don't her know. name that-
1: certainly isn't Angela.
3: Listen, yeah. he gets this off by murdering call. people with a, a wolf mask, so he has like a psychosexual thing with that.
0: Who knows? We never find profile out. File, i like fucking. Millennium. Well, initially, Jim doesn't he Smith. say that
2: the I am mask Mind ha- Hunter doesn't he initially say that the mask has something to do with his dad? Yeah,
3: I mean, it's like the
0: scars. about scars. He makes the- up a new story every time he puts the mask on. Exactly,
2: and we feel we hope. You want to know expect, how I
1: got this mask?
2: We expect that we're getting closer Ew. to the truth, and the fact is, we don't get anywhere near. Some
1: near. ASMR for, the for you. The movie ends, like and it. we know <laughs> less
0: about all these characters than we did. Going in, <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm like
0: he's a creep. He's a creep. What he's a weirdo. Title? Yeah. What the, what the hell, hell is he, he doing, doing here? Oh wow. He doesn't he belong, belong here. here. Uh, was that movie better or worse than Bohemian Rhapsody?
1: We already <laughs> talked about this, didn't we?
3: It's a meme, Patrick. Is it? Get on it. Now it is. It's for Chris. Come oh, okay. up twice.
1: Yeah. I would say, <laughs> And not just tonight. I would say, creep was also better than Bohemian Rhapsody.
2: Ooh. So if you gave this a, (laughs) screw it. Get out of here. No. Are we going to go full Beetlejuice right now?
0: Uh, God, you need to see Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. No, I don't.
2: don't. <laughs> I think
1: that's kind of... He does to participate in the memes. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I need to. Aren't I've seen it. the trailer. Okay, let me it. just tell you a single scene. I'm sorry to the rest of you. This will take like 10 seconds, though. I just want to see Steven's reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddie Mercury goes to the hospital. It's like, I think it's when he's first diagnosed with AIDS. He or he's getting diagnosed. He's getting AIDS treatment. I forget. No, but he gets
0: diagnosed, I think. Is he? Yeah.
1: And so he's walking out of the hospital... And of course, he's he's destitute. He's just been diagnosed, and there is like this little destitute, yeah.
2: Like he's lost all of his money. He's a well, man out of the street. no, but this is his this
1: is his. You lowest. know what? This just listen to the fucking story point. and shut up. <laughs> despondent. <So laughs> he's despondent. Thank you. So he, he's walking out of the hospital. Light is flooding down this corridor. And there's this little like tiny AIDS patient who I think is bald and just like skinny and destitute. The AIDS patient is destitute. Okay. Freddie is despondent, the AIDS patient is destitute. and he walks past this this kid in the corridor, and just as he walks past, the kid's like, oh. And Freddie turns back, he's like, <laughs> and that's like the whole scene oh my god (laughs) that's bohemian rhapsody in a nutshell for you my man
0: and there's like 600 cuts in that two two minutes (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: yeah footage it's like a cut oh all right anyways why were we why were we talking about that
2: actually this because brian singer is also a creep that's why we're talking about it
1: and got fired from the movie oh god Anyway,
2: frankly, I don't even know if the
0: rest of this movie is that interesting. I don't even know what I want to.
3: Spoil.
1: So we, yeah, we should explain. Go
3: ahead. So, so what happens is, as as we started to explain is that Aaron gets out of the situation, but he is being stalked by Joseph. Joseph is sending things, sending videos to Aaron. Uh, the first video he sends is Joseph is like hauling a bunch of what seems like potentially very heavy trash bags uh, and starting to dig. So that's threatening. Seems like right. it's and, tra- it's,
1: and, it's, and it's cut yeah. so that it happens right after. I forget what exactly. Oh, I yeah. think Joseph pops out. He pops at Uh, Aaron in the wolf mask and Mm -hmm. so you almost think the cut is showing you what happens after the fact that he's dragging Joseph up the hill but then Joseph happens to be filming a TV screen and pans over to himself and he's like or
3: Aaron is I mean yeah
1: sorry Aaron Aaron is filming a TV screen and he pans over to himself and he's like yeah Joseph sent me this a couple days ago that was weird so
3: there's like a few nights basically of Aaron dealing with weird You know Josh. what that was
0: like? It was like this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in like 1997 or 1998 or something like that, where Cordelia got like impaled severely and was like bleeding out in everyone's arms, cut to a cemetery. Quick question can you get impaled non severely? Cut to.
3: <laughs> Lightly impaled. Cut to, an,
0: cut to an establishing shot of a cemetery and a funeral going on. And then the camera pans and in the foreground, we have our, our, our heroes and they're saying, well, I'm glad Cordelia is going to be okay.
3: Oh uh-huh. it's a fake out. That was
0: exactly what they did to yeah. us and creep the movie. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So creep <laughs> <in> the movie. <laughs> well, so that all that happens. Based on a true story, and yeah. basically <laughs> it's like escalating stuff and, and 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 Joseph ends up sending him stuff where he's just like I'm so sorry, you know, he sends him a locket with their initials on it uh that says J and A forever.
2: Well and there was a shot earlier where they go to that like yeah. waterfall thing. We didn't even talk about yeah. that where like draws a heart with their initials on it
3: yeah so so like and and it seems like joseph is really trying to be back in in good terms with aaron and non-threatening and so he continues to like basically send him the stuff and aaron's documenting this and finally like one night aaron wakes up throws on the camera and because he's hearing he's hearing noises basically joseph has been Trying to to get into the house or near the house, and yeah. And we see he's Joseph actually up there, stalking him. Yeah,
0: but Aaron doesn't see it, which is kind of an interesting use of the found footage that, format. That's a
1: creepy scene, and it's almost creep. The 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 difficult thing about that scene is I feel like it's been done better elsewhere, and I can't place where I've seen that done better. Where there's a camera trained on someone who's. Sleeping or whatever and someone else grabs the camera and starts doing creepy shit with it I like that sort of trope. Oh, yeah, but I almost thought I was like Play this out some more. Like, it almost doesn't even last long enough.
0: And apparently, Aaron never watches back any of his footage. Right. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) because we
1: should explain, like, Joseph comes into his room Mm -hmm. and is filming him, filming Aaron while he's sleeping and cuts off a lock of his hair while filming him. Weird shit, but it never really adds up to anything. Yeah.
3: It's unsettling. Okay.
2: Here's, I mentioned something earlier about the bedwetting thing or whatever. According to Wikipedia, there is evidence that he has pissed the bed in that scene. And uh, I, I want to know, did anybody notice this? I clear did. Not. Let's I'm say like, that's that would have
1: been. We have seen it, it five w- times between the three of us, and none uh, of us noticed.
2: Okay. Yeah. What would that have added to the movie? It, it, it would have <laughs> helped embolden my argument that it's absurd that he would reveal something so personal in that scene of the diner and that's it so that's, it it. that's why i'm hung up it on have it it won't helped the movie <laughs> no <laughs> i don't know this whole section of the movie, i call this whole
0: section of the movie sleep because that's uh, that's how i felt uh, uh,
3: so so yeah so all of that happens finally it culminates he gets you know uh, another video that's entitled uh, my last Video. Whatever, video. Yeah. Whatever. Some shit like that. He says, Hey man,
0: I'm sorry. Come on out to the lake and we'll talk about it. I know I've it. been a, weird.
3: Yeah. It's a little more heartfelt. He's like, you know, there's some stuff that's wrong with me. I've always struggled. I've always been a loner, but I really like you and I really feel like you're my friend. And it really he says plays he's and he he's says lonely he's lonely. Guy. And it really plays into what seems like Aaron's fatal flaw and also you know, a really important part of his nature, which is he is somebody who wants to trust people. And so or at least this one creepy guy, yeah. See, does he want
2: to trust people in general, I don't yes, know. I here- only know about him and this guy. Yeah.
1: Here's, here's my question. And I feel like this is again, where the movie may actually be structured for you to project your own hmm. personality onto him. To me, watching that, I don't feel like I got a sense of how he feels about anything. I didn't feel like I got a sense of him being inclined to trust people or being inclined to care, I didn't feel like I knew it anything was, about this guy other psycher, than this one memory about. No, I know it did, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. really. Interesting. I think that's again because of probably the structure of the but movie, which is intended for you to project yourself onto the character. I don't think there's that much there in that. Character.
3: There's not so much spoken, but mm-hmm. I think it's all in how how he speaks and how he moves and how he interacts with Joseph. You can read a lot about a person's character through stuff like that.
1: But I feel like I picked up much more about Joseph, which to me speaks to Mark Duplass's performance and the lack of a performance, not just in the sense that I don't think Patrick Bryce gave a very good performance, but also just that he's not a presence. You know, he's mm-hmm. not he's not a presence. There just literally isn't a performance there much mm. of the time. And I think it speaks to the quality of Duplass's performance and just kind of the, the non-existence a lot of the time of Bryce's performance and the degree to which the movie asks you to fill in the blanks for aaron and that character
0: and again all the stuff where he's being stalked and he's getting presents in the mail it seems so unmotivated of why he's filming himself and who he thinks yeah. he's talking
3: to well i think at that point he feels like he's in danger so he's wanting to document it should he need to do something how about a,
0: how about a found footage movie where the guy's a youtuber
2: well
3: that, I was that's
0: gotta say, be coming
2: right okay we open with him doing this sort of like travelog video diary yeah. thing. I Sup, hate that guys? trope, but if we want to learn more about him, then why didn't he turn the camera back more on himself yeah. in his private moments and be like, "Oh my god, like I can't believe what I did"? Like, kind of break down what he was thinking as he was mm-hmm. going through these weird scenarios with this guy Sup, guys? to give us a bit more Money. Into-
0: Smash <laughs> like, smash that subscribe. We're going give me to this some guy's tokens. House. <laughs> 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 so, uh, so he dies.
3: Our- so so yeah so M- Mark Duplass's character implores him to meet him at this lake and he's like all right I've got my camera on I've got And this is one moment
1: where that makes sense. I really was like, okay, yeah, absolutely film this. Like, Leave the camera running in your car and see what happens. Yeah, But also
3: leave yourself
2: completely exposed. He's got 911 ready to dial. He's
3: in
1: a public area. It's a wide open area, middle of a sunny day. He
2: looks
0: around, he sees trees. This was a
1: justifiable decision. He
0: sees families, he sees kids playing on the playground he sees a wolf wearing a coat
1: just hiding
3: in, a, bu- you know, in a
0: bush normal stuff i mean, he
1: doesn't see the, uh, the
3: wolf <laughs> that we know of
1: yeah i mean i maybe wouldn't have sat down on a bench if i was just him like- i would have been like kind of looking around like right, yeah, where's this fucker
2: like- right next to the water where like the only place he can approach you from he's like- not gonna come out of the fucking water
1: regardless this is the most impactful shot of, the, mo- of yeah. the movie to me both times i watched it it's a wide shot it's weirdly framed so that he's in kind of the lower right hand corner of the frame he's sitting on a park bench facing the water joseph walks up behind him in like a trench coat very quietly small figures in the frame joseph like pulls the peach fuzz mask out of his coat puts it on then he pulls the fucking axe out of his coat mm-hmm. and just slowly—it's just agonizing. It's like, it's oh my so god, stressful. Like, did not with. turn the dial. Really? No, didn't what is so
3: stressful? It was only agonizing.
2: Me. and I'm like, all right, well, just get this over with.
1: Here's uh, the thing: there was no
0: doubt in my mind once the guy, this scene the wolf shows up.
1: Me both times I watched, it, I
0: was like, oh, he's just gonna kill him, and there was no suspense. It was
1: agonizing. I thought it was a foregone conclusion. It. Totally so with you, Chris.
0: I didn't really care,
1: especially because it is so found footagey, and I mean, he fucking. Wax on his head I mean I, I don't know how they staged this exactly thinking, I'm like, they, they,
3: actually did to, they didn't have effect. a budget
0: to stage it they actually had to kill him they
2: just,
3: and they <laughs> resurrected him to, to direct dead. the second one because yeah, they
1: knew they couldn't afford
2: his salary <laughs> yeah. as an actor from the get go yeah.
1: it is brutal and they actually, gave him the cash up front and collected it out of his coat after they killed him I remembered the movie ending with that you actually, know, and I, I was died. wrong about that it goes back to fucking Mark Duplass like giving a little like, monologue to the camera and then some heavy metal music bro for the credits yeah yeah
3: it's not just—it's like not just a monologue. So it's the the after he he murders Aaron, just chops him right in the head. Boom! It goes. It, is that the sound
1: it makes? <laughs> Boom! Yeah. <laughs> it goes
3: to a shot. Uh, Joseph is filming himself, and he's basically talking to Aaron, who is, of course, now dead. He gives his
0: final thought, like Jerry Springer.
3: Yeah, but but he says he's just like, (laughs) you know, why you're my favorite is because you trusted me. You didn't look around. You came to the lake because you trusted me, and that's why I love you the most. And that fucking gave me chills. That's some creepy-ass shit, because I'm telling you that is some psychopath, serial killer shit right there, is that, 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 that's pathological need that some have to keep people so they kill them
0: yeah
2: yeah if it hadn't been mark duplass delivering the lines it might have made more for me (laughs) you
1: know if if only it had been jay duplass Duplass.
0: (laughs) if only it had been heath ledger's joker
3: But then, then it turns out he just adds the video to a stack of videos with names on it. Oh, and he's you're done like, this countless. Oh, times. okay, he is. He is a Whole very high functioning serial killer. Extremely
1: prolific. The, the Raiders of the Lost Ark moment. Oh yeah, I dude, I like How it. How does he manage to, to get like away that?
3: with all
2: those killings? So many questions left unanswered. Maybe they'll be answered in Creep. Two, which I assume we're
0: which watching, we're watching, next, watching. Week. next.
1: Yeah, you guys ready to watch Creep Two? Oh shit! It's, it has an even better Rotten Tomatoes score than this movie. What? If this had a ninety-two. Oh, did it? Oh, never mind.
2: What
0: if I told you I'm wrong? Creep Two is a hundred percent. It does. It does.
3: Yeah.
1: What if I told you Mark Duplass returns, which I did not expect. Mark Duplass returns.
3: Patrick, well, he's the creep I mean Does he? Mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't
1: he die.
3: He, I, well, d- yeah, he survived.
0: I would argue that Mark Duplass is more of a horror icon than Art the Clown after after these movies.
1: Listen, did you see any fucking shitty ass paintings of Mark Duplass at Motor City Nightmares? No, but he'll be there. I in rest person my case, probably.
2: Why? I didn't wow. see any shitty <laughs> terrifier paintings.
1: I showed you an Art the Clown painting at Motor City, or maybe I showed you. Chris. Yeah, it I wasn't me. It. I saw. I, it. I asked you too. specifically
2: because I was shocked I didn't see any. Yeah. Alright.
0: Oh, and final thought on this movie. All the jump scares were obnoxious as hell.
3: I will agree with that. I didn't like all the jump scares. The
0: jump scares were all Mark Duplass just screaming at the camera for no reason other than literally to to be a jump scare.
1: I haven't formed an opinion on that yet because it's a weird, it's almost a twist on jump scares. Because they're like because like, it's in the reality Duplass, like, the character yeah. trying to create a jump he's, scare. Yeah,
3: he's literally jump scaring the person that's there with him.
1: But it still has time. the result of creating a jump scare for the audience, which pisses me off a little bit. And they didn't, like,
2: make me jump at all, either. They were
0: all kind of I mean, lame. I
1: think they had that impact mm. for me, more or less. I don't know. Eh. Let's, uh, I'm I, done with I'm this done movie. with it. Let's move on to Creep 2. All right well sorry allison it's
3: okay you guys can have your feelings i'm not saying you're right but i'm gonna allow you to have your feelings
0: i'm, I'm <laughs> looking for, i'm looking forward
1: to creep 2
0: i'm looking to see i'm hoping i'm interested i'm genuinely I curious
1: i'm genuinely curious yeah. it, i think it's one minute longer than this one though steven so Fuck. prepare for like <laughs> three to four breaks
2: i watched this one all in one go I'll, you'll be happy to know good job
0: all right well that's it for this week join us in two weeks we'll be talking about creep 2 hope you tune in then um until then you know check us out online twitter facebook instagram you know where to find us we love to hear from you what if they troll us they might get trolled back
3: guys aren't gonna get trolled
0: that's all for now though for every horror movie on netflix i'm chris i'm patrick going back for some more tubby time
3: i'm steven i'm allison with a y See you next time!